Welcome to the Catching Up with the Commands podcast. My name is Dan C., joined by my beautiful wife, Sam C. Hi, guys. This is a podcast where we give our fresh perspective on all topics of life. We hope you guys enjoy the show, and I'm going to kick it over to Sam to talk about our sponsor for episode three. This week's episode is brought to you by the Process 34 podcast. With stories of adversity, courage, strength, and hope, the Process 34 podcast helps you use different techniques to feed the mind, body, and spirit. The new season of the Process 34 podcast comes out in October with new episodes airing the last Friday of each month. But you don't have to wait because there are 17 episodes ready for you to binge right now. One even featuring Mr. Dan Bearded himself. <laughs> Head over to Spotify to check out the Process 34 podcast and our Instagram page, Catching Up With The Commands, to find all their social media accounts. And... We're going to carry on with episode three, titled Relationship Communication. Ooh. And we're going to tell you guys the journey we've taken to get where we are. We're going to talk about what's worked for us and challenges. And, and hopefully there will be some perspective that you guys are able to take away from this episode. And I want to start off on a little bit of a lighter note and go over the story of how we met. Now, this is a good one because <laughs> we actually met an hour away from where we lived at a nightclub in Pontiac. Oh, you forgot Teen Nightclub? Teen Nightclub. <laughs> eight, 18 and Up Nightclub in Pontiac, oh. Michigan. That is an area that was kind of known for these. Uh, would, would sleazy bars be a good way to put it? Yeah, it was like right before you turned 20, or like before you turned 21, mm -hmm. but after you turned 18, like Pontiac yeah. was the place to go. And so we were both on separate uh, birthday parties on like the, what do you call those? Party bus. Party buses. Yeah. And so we were both there, and we go in, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good, got some confidence up, see this gorgeous girl, and decide that I'm going to go talk to her, and I even thought I recognized her. And as we get to talking, we realized that we went to the same college yep. and I worked at the rec center that she attended and had always thought she was beautiful. And so I asked her out, got her number. <laughs> she said, yes, it was amazing. But years later, come to find out there's a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of backstory about the next day when I text her to ask her out, Sam. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you text me and you're like, hey, when, when can we go on our first date? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I got to check my work schedule. And then I, like, didn't text you back. And I don't know if it was, like, the next day or a few days later, you text me again, like, hey, did you check your work schedule? <laughs> and my best friend was over at um, my house at the time, and she had to, like, talk me into it because I was just – it's not that I, like, didn't want to go. I was just, like, very nervous, and it was somebody, you know, that I didn't know because you were my first, like, outside of – like people that I was actually that were like in my friend group growing you know, up yeah growing up yeah. dating and so it was, I was so nervous for sure and I I just was very excited that she was beautiful <laughs> I wanted to take her out and so I planned actually our first couple of dates right away and this is what's kind of leading into the topic today and the dates I wanted to see number one how she communicated <laughs> and then number two how just kind of fun and up for different things she was. So for example, one of our, our first dates, we drove about an hour to the middle of our state. And there, I wanted to have a conversation. I wanted to be in a car, first time really hanging out and, and get to know her. And then we got some delicious ice cream. We got some good food. We went to the movies and just kind of, you know, more traditional, but a lot of talking, a lot of conversation. Then the second date was going down to Ann Arbor, which is about an hour away again, so driving. And I don't think I, I told you what to wear, but I don't think I told you the details. Wasn't it kind of a surprise? 
I don't know. I literally can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I said, where's something sporty? I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> and so we get down there, and I had a whole, like, kayaking trip planned and had, like, a little picnic at the halfway point of it. And same thing. I mean, you're driving and talking. Mm-hmm. You're kayaking and talking, yeah. walking and talking. And I just wanted to kind of get to know her and get to feel who she was. And that was really kind of the start of the relationship of communication. Yeah. It was literally off the bat, like very first thing that was a priority. Right. And I mean, it's 12 years later (laughs) and our communication has grown so much in that time. And in the beginning, like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't perfect. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's just like two people trying, walking two different paths, trying to get their one path aligned. So it's like communication. It just takes time to grow. It's Mm -hmm. not like an instant, like, yep, we're there. Right. And I was very timid in the beginning. Um, I don't know if I had daddy issues. I got a lot of daddy issues. <laughs> I don't know if that is, that's a whole different podcast, but I feel like that has something to do with it because I really wouldn't voice my concerns. If I had any, I would just kind of deal with it. And then over time, as our relationship progressed, I feel like I got more and more confident in like my wants, needs, and concerns. And over the last three years, I feel like, do you agree that we have been like the most open that we have been in our communication? For sure. Yeah. I mean, we spent more time together in the last three years. That's true. I never thought about that. When you think okay. about that. Yeah. We had lockdowns for about yeah. that time period. Right. We <clears throat> left teaching and are yep. working together more and more. That's so true. I think it's almost been like we had to, and we just kind of figured it out more than ever since the the lockdowns. And it's like it's it's been like us versus our kids, so we yeah. have to be on the same team. <laughs> and we're outnumbered too, so we do have to work together. Oh gosh, that is for sure. <laughs> now we are trying to find our best ways to communicate for us, and that was something that really developed over the years yeah. and, and took a lot of understanding the yes. other person and figuring that out. And one thing that really works for us, and this may seem weird to other people, and that's okay, (laughs) is anytime we have like a heavy conversation or concerns or something that's more than just casual talk, texting is what works. Even if we're in the next room to each other, even if she's upstairs and I'm in the studio, it just seems to work. Now, that may not be my first round (laughs) draft pick of communication. I like to talk about things in the moment, in person. However, Sam is a very emotional person mm-hmm. with any kind of conflict. And, and I think people could take that wrong and think like, oh, they're arguing and yelling and yeah, conflict. No. <laughs> it's literally just any kind of thing that there's a disagreement with or maybe you're not on the same page with. She just simply will get emotional. Like yeah. immediately, even if it's the calmest yeah. way I can approach it yeah. and, and keep it there. So we figured out that texting works really well for us in these in these situations. And, yeah. And what are your thoughts on how you handle like heavy conversations in person? I, I, I'm not good with it. I cry every time. I hate it so much. I cannot control the crying. Yeah. It just, it flows. It comes out. I'm the ugliest crier. Maddox got his crying face from me. That's a hundred percent. Oh man. It's, and so it's like kind of embarrassing for me because I don't want to cry. It just, comes out when my emotions start going it can be like just a normal conversation like you said and I'll still cry about it yeah yeah and I hate it so I, that's why texting is so much better for me for sure and I'm not a tough guy by any means but I don't cry it's just <laughs> not in my it's D- true it, I've never seen him cry yeah it's just not <laughs> in my DNA it's not conscious I'm not like 
hold those tears in, Dan. Be a man. <laughs> Rub some dirt on your eyes. Like, I just don't cry. Like, I, I, I really don't know what it is. I, my emotions just don't go there. And so it, it's it's been a learning experience to kind of figure this out mm-hmm. and understand, like, why are you, why do you just not cry? <laughs> and, and so we've kind of figured it out. So I, I, we try to put a number on it. It's hard because we, we talk all day, every day. But on serious things, I would say it's probably about 75% of the time we will yeah. text concerns. And I think it's even deeper than that. Because we're never rude in these times. We're never accusing the other person. We're never throwing insults at the other person. And I think having that ability to write stuff down, read it over, sit on it and think, allows you to remove some of those negative emotions that can be attached to some conversations and kind of heavy topics. Yeah. And you're really able to just explain yourself without having those emotions creep in. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of the things being a teacher that I had to learn was not to allow emotions to come through in text. Right. You will write an email as a teacher to a parent that maybe was irate or you thought was ridiculous. You leave it in the draft folder. You check it the next morning or even better in any of these cases, write your text in a in a note. So it's not sitting there and hit accidentally hit send or whatever the case <laughs> may be. A little pro tip for you there uh, <laughs> for for these ones. But it also is just so important to try and make sure you're coming across as being helpful and not hurtful. And one thing with our communication, we know each other so well, we talk so often that we we have a pretty good understanding of each other's tone and text yeah, messages. definitely. Like people will say like, oh, you can't read tone. I agree if you don't know the person. If Sam talks a certain way, I know yep, what she's trying yep. to put across. And, and that's good, <laughs> bad, other. We really understand how to communicate in a form of text on those heavier things. And now I don't want people thinking that we sit in other rooms and just talk all day. (laughs) We talk verbally in person constantly, literally all day, every day. When we drive, we just have conversations about everything, but this is like the concerns, the heavier type stuff. Yeah. I like, I like texting so much because I'm a very analytical person. I need time to process how I'm feeling because my emotions are so big and, I have so many different emotions at the same time that I just need a chance to really think about what I'm going to say to you. And that has also been a learning process for me because I'm the opposite. I'm decisive. I want stuff right now. I want to, I'm not in impatient. I'm a very patient person as well, but if it's something that is like trying to get solved, I want to, I want to break it down. I know we have the tools to solve it. So I want to solve it. So I've had to learn, like, it's okay to step back for a second, let the processing happen. And another thing, again, I think teaching helped with that, is I could see students of all varieties. There are some kids that would get their hands up right away and be able to get the answer or get it wrong immediately. Other kids, you can see their wheels Mm -hmm. turning and processing and waiting. So as a teacher, I had to learn not to go to that first hand to alleviate the awkward pressure and tension of silence, but to allow it to build wait until that second and third level of students start raising their hands and you'd be amazed at how that develops. It's kind of like our relationship. We had to learn each other's kind of styles for this. And Sam really is someone who wants to process and break it down. Yeah. I feel like you are like a very in the moment person. Mm -hmm. Like you're very good on your live streams and stuff like that. You can just talk about anything at any moment. And I'm like, I need notes. I need (laughs) bullet points. Like I need a script. Tell me what to say. (laughs) And and that's kind of, we've merged those styles together for this podcast. We have some general things we're going to talk about and a lot of planning on Sam's end. You could say, hey, Dan, we want to re- record an hour episode about communications. Go. Done. Gotcha. Not, like you say that to me and literally everything I know about the subject will just be gone from That's my brain. So wild. It's just gone. So wild. I do better. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
But I also think that you have a really good perspective. You can get, you can put yourself into my shoes, into my brain now, not, not necessarily before, but like in these last couple years, it's mm-hmm. really shown through how you can sit there and you can say to yourself like, okay, why is she feeling this way? What is happening? It, did she have like a bad day? Are the kids being extra terrible today? And that's something that I really struggle to work on because as an only child, I feel like I never had to really do that. I was just kind of spoiled growing up, and I, I was never thinking about other people's emotions. Yeah, it's as having children, it's mind-blowing to think how different people are based on how many siblings they right. have, based on the order in which they fall. When yep. you start to see those stereotypes of second child, third child, they're true. Yeah. They're real mm-hmm. because if you grow up by yourself, you have everything. Everything's done for you. Everything's yeah. just kind of casual. If you're the second kid, you're you're scrapping. You're surviving. You're trying to fight for attention. And, and so there's so much to that. And so, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I definitely think we're getting better. And it's only possible for me to understand that perspective because of Sam communicating. If yeah. she didn't tell me what was going on, in regards to things I don't understand, there's no way I could put myself in her shoes. But I do genuinely all day, every single day, every conversation we have, I try to have the perspective of what's going on. Why is this happening? And I like to attach some reasoning behind it. And as long as I have that, I can process and handle anything that's going on. I just need to be able to have a reason behind it. And and I think that also is because like your emotions either aren't like as heightened as mine or Mm -hmm. something because if I'm in that same position I get like instantly defensive yeah like even in the beginning and it happens with like anybody it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. just you if someone says something to me and I find it like offensive or something I instantly get defensive and I don't know if that's like is that like childhood trauma is that like only child syndrome like I like to blame a lot of things on childhood trauma. My <laughs> childhood was fucked up. And it, it is interesting to like think about what the root of that is. And right. it is. I mean, well, I'll have like the most like, I, I think like innocent concern to bring. And it's like it, it unleashes the defense. <laughs> and I will say, if I bring it to her in person, if I bring it to her in person, oftentimes that leads to the more like quick kind of more sharp comeback, but if it's in, yeah, snippy would be the best (laughs) way to put it. It's not, it's not insulting. It's not rude. It's just a little bit snippy. Her face will change a little (laughs) bit. And I'm not talking about the Botox with the (laughs) eyebrows, but (laughs) story there, she gets Botox. Uh, It would be your eyebrows. It's my forehead. Her forehead. Yeah. But it makes her eyebrows into like angry cartoon eyebrows. Only for like two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A week it starts going down. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's interesting. So I'm looking, I'm looking pretty rough right now. Yeah. So yeah. In, in that, the perspective part, if I can give anything in this episode for people is please try to put yourself in their shoes and understand why. Like, and there's a couple of points that we're going to talk about a little bit later with this. But trying to understand the other person's perspective is really important. It really, really is. important. It is. And I know that it's so hard because I'm right there with you guys. But I'm here to tell you it really friggin' works. Mm-hmm. Yep. Truly and, does. And w- another thing that I wanted to talk about is that I started in probably like the last year or so really communicating with Dan my mental state. Like everybody knows or I don't know. Everybody here knows, but (laughs) everybody on our social media and stuff knows um, I struggle with mental illness. I have anxiety and depression. I'm on medication for it, but I really 
used to keep it inside. And it would just come out as being mean or being snippy. And so lately, I've been trying to let Dan know if I'm struggling that day, if my meds are making me feel wonky, if I'm overwhelmed because the kids are driving me crazy or I have a lot on my to-do list and need help. And that is super important, communicating help with your partner. I never used to ask for help. I was that person that was like, if he does it, he's going to do it wrong or something like that. But now I feel like I probably ask you for way too much help. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you come do this? Can you come do this? And you're like, I'm trying to work. <laughs> yeah. it, there's definitely a balance for yeah. sure. Definitely a balance. And you always take the kids. It's so funny how this happened. You know. Like mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm getting antsy, if the kids are if I'm making dinner and the kids are like all up in my business in the kitchen and you can feel it. You mm-hmm. could be in the other room <laughs> and you would literally feel it and come like to the rescue and you will just take the kids away from you. It's like it's like a mental communication almost. For sure, for sure. She doesn't even text me or no. tell me or anything and I try my best to help without asking. I I, one of the things I've evolved on is rather than being like, hey, why are you in a pissy mood? Like, what's wrong with you today? Why can't you just get over it? Is realize those same thoughts and feelings. Like, I'll ask myself instead, <laughs> why is she in a pissy mood? Yeah. Oh, Violet's on a war path and the boys are being immature right now. And so my job, I just go up and I'll grab them and I'll say, all right, we're going downstairs. All right, yeah. we're going outside. And I just take them away from her, allow her to breathe a little bit. And that's my best thing. And I'm not doing it for pats on the back. I don't come back later and say, hey, did you like when I took took the kids? I just take them because if she's in a better state, our entire family's in a better state. That's true. And and when it it gets down, the kids really respond to her energy. And it, it gets especially violet. And they just, it's its contagious. It really is. Yeah, and I have to remind myself of that a lot of the time. If I'm in a really bad mood, I just, I, it's not that I try to hide it from the kids. Because I want our kids to, to know that it's okay to be in a bad mood for no mm-hmm. reason. You can. It's allowed. You're a human. But if I'm projecting onto our kids, if I'm, like, yelling at our kids more than normal, sometimes I just really have to check myself. Or, like... And I hate it so much, but you check me sometimes, and you're like, hey, like, you don't have to yell at him like that. And yeah. then in my head, I'm like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. It's really, it's terrible. It's tough. <laughs> it's, it's a bad feeling, too. Yeah, it is tough. And, and for me, this is another communication thing. I, for whatever reason, probably no credit to myself, I don't usually get into those kind of moods. Yeah. The, the kids don't really push me that way. And yeah, I did not have childbirth. I don't have the hormones and the body <laughs> changes and all that for sure. And so I've had to learn those kind of things where like it is okay to, because for me, if I, if I feel like I'm off, if I feel like there's something going wrong, I've never told myself, like, it's okay. Just go be in a bad mood. Like, I, I fix it. I solve it. But mine is so much lesser than what I see uh, what's impacting Sam and yeah. what impacts, uh, especially when it comes to the kids. And so, for me, I've learned along that way. And I really have learned the biggest thing for me is just the change in chemicals that goes on <laughs> with Sam from uh, back to uh, postpartum with the children, yep. back to now. And, and that, I'm like, okay, I, I don't have that, but I can understand how those things go. And so I don't know if you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit, because yeah. I don't think a lot of people, at least the, the, the gentlemen watching, this yeah, could be true, really true. beneficial, because I think there's a lot of myths that surround what you're about to talk about. Right. And it's like, just yeah, hit them. Okay. Okay. So 
everybody knows or everybody thinks that when women are on their periods, you know, they get crazy and they get mean. But there also is this disorder. It's called PMDD. And it stands for, I'm going to try not to mess this up, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Yeah. And, and if, if I can cut just yeah. real quick. You're going to talk about this, and like you said, most guys think, oh, that time of month, my wife's on the period, you know, and this yeah. and that. Yours is actually the opposite. Like, yep. the period is, like, the relief. It is the relief. And so, like, that's just a myth in our situation. Yes. We don't know other Everybody's people. Everybody's different. Exactly. And so, that, I think, is really important, because I did not know that. I would not have ever known it was what you're about to talk about. Yeah, and I actually just found out, um, I would say, maybe, like, four years ago okay. that I have this. And so for me, it happens the week before my period. I get intense anxiety. I get so ragey. It's like, and that's a thing. That's a symptom of PMDD is unexplained rage. My brain turns into mush. It's a complete hot mess. And literally hot. Your body temperature rises so she doesn't sleep well and she's tossing and turning. I have insomnia. I'm sweating constantly. I get so snippy. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest thing is I just get so every little thing sets me off. And with this, it's, it's tough for me because Sam asked me the other week and said, please stop caring so much. And (laughs) my problem is I really care and I really like things to be great. Whatever I do, I'm all in on and I've never accepted like mediocre. I've never accepted less than. So when Sam's not doing good, it just like kills my soul. Like it just kills me. And so I try to make, and when I say I try to fix things, I'm not trying to fix her. I'm not trying to fix things. I'm trying to make the situation surrounding what we're given the best possible and that week is really, really tough because we'll come from like two great, like euphoric yep. weeks. Yep. And then it's just like, boom. Like a the, different person. The house is dropped and it, it's an <laughs> actual different person. Yeah. And it's, it's so, and it's not always, I want to make sure I'm fair here. It, it's not like it's this like crazy monster walking around at all times. It'll just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Getting dinner ready, bringing the groceries in or just like getting ready for bedtime. And it just, these things will just creep in mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it's a beast of a thing. But for me, it's it's really important that she's talking about all these things, and yeah. I hope that it's helping some of you out there to hear this. Right. So that time, I think, is just a very important communication time for us. Dan knows not to talk about anything heavy with me during that week because it would literally just end in a disaster, I think. It's just emotional. It, it is, it's yeah. Just, it's just much more emotional uh, during that time. Yeah, and... I mean, I don't wish this on anybody. There actually is medication for it, but surprise, surprise, it's birth control, and I am not, <laughs> not going down that route. That's a different podcast. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And, and to kind of wrap that topic up, it is a tough week. I mean, it's really tough. It, we kind of, once it starts creeping in, then Sam will have like a, a tracking app on her phone and be like, oh, yep, this yep. is, like something will happen. It'll be like a rough evening, and we're like, what, like, let's figure out what's going yeah. on here. And then we'll check the phone and be like, oh, it is. It's yep. the week before. Because mm-hmm. we just had two gr- great weeks. You know, right. We're kind of living in paradise. You're not thinking about that. <laughs> but for me, it helps to understand, hey, there is something chemical going on right now. And I, I can rationalize and 
I don't ever like to depend on the future and think like, oh, let me get to this finish line. But it is nice to know, okay, once this week is up, it hits, yeah. then the relief comes in. But I, I, I adamantly do not want to say let's toss out one-fourth of our life because of this chemical change. And we try to make the most out of it, but it is. It's a tough week, but I do think understanding really helps me at least. Yeah, and I think the fact that we – we analyze it and we talk about it and I'll come to you and I'll just be like, Hey, I think that week is starting mm -hmm. right now. Like, I'm sorry if I was snippy earlier. And so then in your head, you're like, okay, yes, that, that is the reasoning because of it. And one thing that I'll add on to this is that I think it can also be a slippery slope. You got to be aware of communicating these things and being aware of them but not fueling them or adding into them. Yeah. Because I do know people that when they talk about these things, it can lead to exaggerations. It can lead to fueling it. And, and if you think about something for too long, then it just kind of manifests itself into more. So make sure you're doing this from a purpose of helping to educate the other person, helping to understand yourself and figure out what's going on rather than just like, we don't do it in a way of complaining. We're not like, oh, it's this week again. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> like, hey, babe, this is going on right now. I just want to make sure you're aware in case there's anywhere you can help kind of thing. And I think that's a big deal rather than trying to like exacerbate the problem. Right. It's kind of like, like you have that good emotional support yeah, for me. Yeah, like absolutely. it's like, okay, it's that week. So let me be extra, extra helpful, extra careful, yep. just so supportive. A hundred percent. Yep. Also. Do you want to talk about sex? Yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. I feel like we had to talk about this because I think that sexual and emotional communication is just so, so important. It's something that's important to both of us. And so, mom, plug your ears. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're not going to get down into, like, the nitty-gritty or anything. But we always do. We try to communicate what we want and what we need from the other person. And for me in particular, if I'm not up for anything that night, like I get really touched out by the kids or I get really tired for no reason because of my thyroid issues. I find that, or well, you kind of propose the thing, like just let you know beforehand. Mm -hmm. So there are like no letdowns in the moment and nobody's feeling like, what, what would you say? Nobody's feeling like. Yeah, there's just no games. I, yeah. I, I don't like games. The worst thing is is sitting there and sitting silently. And Waiting. You, yeah, <laughs> you have expectations. They're on a different page. Yeah. And then that just leads to resentment. And especially, again, we talk about men and women being different. I, I do believe sexual needs and, like, instincts and just primal stuff is different with men and women. It, mm -hmm. it really is. Yeah. And it, it's hard to understand unless you have just this like insane boost of testosterone and these things. And for, for me, it's like, this is like something that's primal. This is something that's biological. And I just need to make sure that I am communicating because if I feel like I'm going to have this biological need met and then it's not there, there's some like primal stuff that kicks in that's not happy. And so I, it's as long as I can process and say, okay, I'm good. Let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> like blue balls? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> real. It, yeah, Sam didn't believe that was real. I really, truly didn't. Yeah. But it's funny that you say that because I feel like all, you see it all over social media, like, like on funny TikToks and stuff mm -hmm. of like men trying to like slap their wife's butt and stuff. And the like, the wives are like hitting them away and stuff. Yeah. Just 
not wanting to do anything. Right. And it's like, well. It's societal. Yeah. Don't joke about that. Just communicate it. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And then, yeah. And then the wife feels like the husband is nagging and, and constantly, as long as you communicate it. And, and I will say this was, this was really important to me. And I had to kind of push you into yeah. a comfort zone of talking yeah. about it. And Sam was more like, no, I just want the moment. And then it's like, I had to explain, well, there's the waiting and the anticipation yeah. and the letdown. And so it's definitely come a long way. Uh, if you guys aren't comfortable with that, there's things out there like apps yeah. that you can use to communicate. Uh, we recently tried one. And it, it was only good for a couple of days. <laughs> right, and it, right. It kind of like. It was cool in it. the moment. Yeah. And we got to, you know, tell each other things. You take quizzes and yeah. polls and games. things like games. And it was just, it was cool to see like what the other person said and stuff. But I wouldn't 100% rely on something Correct. like that. But it's good to kind of like get the ball rolling yeah. and. Just be, something different. Right. Be helpful with like your sexual wellness. Yeah, for sure. And also the, I think the sexual needs are just as important as emotional needs Mm -hmm. or vice versa. Right. And so I think it's important to kind of always ask for some emotional support if you need it. If the other person is not picking up what you're putting down, like if you just need a hug or if you just want to, if you don't want to have sex, but you just want to cuddle that Mm -hmm. night, or if you need to vent without the other person giving them like advice on the subject you just have to be there to support their emotional needs as well for sure yeah. but you have to communicate that right i don't think it takes away from any of that to communicate it right i don't think it's less than to say hey i need a hug like yeah. hey can you just can you just sit by me for a yeah. bit and just rock with me i think that that is so beneficial but again it's the same kind of deal with sexual needs if you have these emotional needs and you're sitting on the sideline you're like how is she not picking up on that? I need this right now. Right, and you're yeah. sitting there, then you start resenting them and they're just living their best life. Right. Not thinking like, about just it. Oblivious. Just oblivious. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're mad at them. They genuinely yes. have no idea. That's not cool. Yeah. That doesn't help anybody. Right. You're not happy. They're not happy. Why and then everybody's pissed off. Yeah. So why, why do that? And another thing for us that we really take pride in is not having boundaries when it comes to our communication. Now, this is something that I've really picked up on just my own kind of anecdotal observations and evidence of, of hearing other couples talk, hearing friends talk, and, and what they keep from their significant other. Oh, don't tell my wife this. Oh, oh. if my <laughs> wife heard this, who I'd be in trouble. Being in trouble has literally, uh, listen, clear me. Listen, listen clear, clear me. me. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> listen clearly to me here. I've never, ever, ever had a fear of being in trouble. When guys say, oh, I'm going to be in the doghouse. Oh, I'm going to be sleeping in the couch. I'm like, that's the most absurd thing I've ever <laughs> heard. Like, that's never crossed my mind. If, if something happens, I tell Sam. If there's whatever, I, I don't care if it's a bathroom situation, we talk about it. I mean, it's, it's, it is literally everything. Uh, we don't do this. But if Sam right now was like, hey, can I go through your phone? Absolutely. You can look through every message of every app of every aspect of my phone. You can comb through that. There's absolutely no issues with that. And, yeah. And, and same, same for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's nothing to hide. And and we tell each other even things like if we get hit on, right? If, uh, if it's online, somebody sends an inappropriate message, it's almost always in a joking way. I'm like, Hey babe, look at this. You better it's be careful. So f- I, I don't know if I'm like a weird woman for thinking like, it's so funny yeah. to me. I absolutely love when Dan gets like hit on at the store <laughs> and he'll come home and tell me. And it just cracks me up. And uh, and then I see other people being so 
defensive like, defensive and like jealous about those sort of things and I'm like like people you forget that we're humans we look at other people right that doesn't mean we want to fuck them right we had that conversation the other day it's like you'll see you'll see the memes or you'll yes. see people where the guy's walking by and he looks at a girl or th- this was the example I gave I saw a a girl running when we were driving together mm-hmm. And I had an observation about her. Had nothing to do with her looks. I don't even remember what the observation was. But I had an <laughs> observation about her. But I know that most guys fear saying anything to their wife about noticing a girl because they fear that the wife is going to say, why are you looking at girls? Yeah. But what hit me was just a mile down the road, I saw a guy running, and I had an observation about him. And it would be so simple to be like, hey, look at the shoes on that guy. I really like those shoes. Those are pretty cool. And no thoughts would be bad. Right. And I'm like, how is it different with a girl? I wasn't like super checking her out. I wasn't (laughs) trying to go get with her. It was just making an observation and having someone that you're like, okay, yes. They like Sam asked me the other day about a girl, like, was she pretty? And it was like, yeah, absolutely. She was pretty. That doesn't take away from Sam. Right. And it doesn't take away from the truth that she's pretty, you know, like, and and we have our beard advice live show and be like, oh, man, that guy's haircut's really handsome. Looks really good on him. I don't feel any kind of insecurity with that. We we don't set those boundaries. Right. And I feel like I <laughs> I feel like I point out women more than you do. Right. I'm like, look at that booty. <laughs> right, right. And again, it's just true. Like it's right. just true. Like there's there's nothing wrong with pointing out things yeah, that are real. Exactly. It's not saying, Yeah, I want to get with her or any kind of thoughts like that. And if, if you're going to those thoughts, it means something's missing in your relationship. Exactly. And so I, I do think that that's really, really important. Uh, we don't have secrets. This is an important thing for every single person mm-hmm. listening right now to know. <laughs> if you tell me something, you're also telling Sam. Yep. If you tell Sam, you're also telling me. Yep. Those boundaries do not exist. Every single night we talk about the conversations we had that yes. day, the Ex- interactions yes. we had. Like that's that's just simply what we do. And I couldn't imagine having it the other way. Right. Like I couldn't imagine. I, I've seen people hide their, like when we'll go out, they'll hide their bill and put it on a certain card oh or they'll say, gosh. Ooh, I got cash from work. I can use this. So the <laughs> wife doesn't know. And, and, and this has been through the years and years. I tend not to align myself with people like that. Cause I just don't like that feeling. Yeah. I just don't like that talk. And so, yeah, we, we share it all. And, and it'll be even funny times. Like Sam will say, I'll be with the kids at the store and, and somebody will come up to me and it, it's usually not like a full hit on thing, but a lady will come up and say, Oh my gosh, that's the, the most gorgeous beard I've ever seen, or maybe there is something that's a little bit more. And the kids will come home and Sam will be like, Hey, did any ladies talk to dad? And they'll be like, Oh yeah, this one. And it's just, don't hide those things. Yeah. Communicate those things and, and just, yeah. And I actually just pulled up a post on my Instagram. I had a comment yesterday. I forget this lady's name. She's a fan of beards. Her name's Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. And she says, you're so handsome. I love your beard. Oh, mm-hmm. Sarah. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Sarah. Appreciate <laughs> that. It's uh, When it's personalized like that, you know it's not a bot. So we're, we're good. Oh, and then insert story here before the, the next topic. One of my favorite things with talking about like being hit on and comments online and stuff actually doesn't have to do with me at all. I have a viewer base of all ages. Well, there was an older experienced gentleman that messaged me about an <laughs> online account. He said, hey, Dan, I'm not really good with this tech stuff, but I do have to ask you, I'm getting a lot of messages from women of the big breast <laughs> variety. This dude, he was so polite. He said, I'm getting messages from women of the big. Oh, my God. <laughs> let me get some clarity. The big breast variety. 
And I had to explain to him that they are not real, that these are bot accounts trying to take your money. And he was like, oh, okay, I thought so. And I was like, I don't know if you did or not. So communicate those things. I, to piggyback on that, I'm offended that I don't get messages like that. It is interesting how they target certain accounts. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I get them. I'm straight up. I want someone messaging me being like, Hey, you want me to be your sugar daddy? Right. Yeah, bro, come on in. Right, here's the PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that we're like this because we're best friends. Right. We don't say like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is my best friend and so-and-so is your best friend, and then we don't count ourselves in that. Like, you're my number one, yeah. and I know that I'm your number one. And I think that... If you want to have the best possible relationship with your significant other, that you have to be best friends with them. There's no exceptions. There shouldn't be anyone that's higher than them. Shouldn't be anybody that you're telling your secrets to. Like, I just feel like there's so many women out there who will go to their best friend for things before they go to their husband for things. And they over-celebrate things like girls' nights. Yes. And this might be controversial, and people may disagree, and people are going to say, hey, you need to get away, you need your space. Hey, that's awesome. But they celebrate it like it's the greatest prize in the world to get away from their husbands. Yes. And I'm sure guys do it as well. I just always see it with the women's night. And it's like, when you get away, why do you have to go crazy? Why do you have to go live this crazy night to, to get away? Like and, you and can't, can't do that with your husband? Right. You can't deal with life. You got to numb and distract yourself. And that's probably another podcast topic. But <laughs> I don't ever have a time where I'm like celebrating to get to Sam. Now, I have friends. I, I enjoy beard meetups once a month if possible, but I'm never, if, if it's me, if it's hanging out with Sam or anything else, I'm taking hanging out with Sam. And oh yeah. I'm not ashamed. My, some of my best friends in the world are going to listen to this. I'm not ashamed to say that. And I would hope, genuinely hope they would say the same about their wife. And literally the only reason that you are at these without me is because we don't have a babysitter right. or I would be there like a hundred percent of the time. And I've asked her and I've wanted, and, yeah. and, and we will soon and stuff. And so, yeah, like if Sam comes, it doesn't take away from it. And, and I'm not like over there being like, Oh, I'm a lost puppy. I need, cause there's some people that can't function yeah. you know, without their significant yeah. other. So I think there is a balance and somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I really do. And, and with this kind of like, a, I would say the biggest theme for me with everything is no stupid games. Yes. We're humans of games. We're humans of ego. We're humans of these. Jealousy. Yeah, these silly little games. And I really try to break them down. And so many of them get like just ingrained in us from TV and from seeing probably what your parents did and seeing all these different things. So things like pretending to be mad. That's a tough one because that one is very common, very normal, and you'll play this game. This is a huge pet peeve of mine that we are working on, and that would be like, hey, is everything okay? Yep. And then you don't communicate it. Mm -hmm. You don't say it. I have no tolerance for that. Now, I would say <laughs> you more so are meeting closer to me and getting better at yeah. that aspect of the game. Yeah, I think that the times where maybe like you have asked me, you know, is something wrong, I just – I'm not ready to talk about right. it yet or like we're in the car with the kids and mm -hmm. I just don't want to talk about it like that or anything. But it is it's it's not that I'm pretending that I'm not mad. It's just that it's just not the right time for right. me. You know and what I, I mean? And I think the progression there and this is where we've gotten to, which is really nice, is to c communicate honestly. Yeah. You don't have to lie and say, 
yep, everything's great. And then, boom, you unload a right. like nuclear bomb later on. Just be like, yeah, I just need a little bit of time. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about nothing yeah. bad. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll talk later. And so that's a big one because I see that everywhere. I sent Sam a meme of a guy. Or, and it may have been real. Who knows? It's the internet. <laughs> and it was like a Japanese man uh, still 27 years later has not spoken to yeah. his wife yes. <laughs> after an <laughs> argument. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Or kind of that same thing, ignoring them. Like yeah. walking around the house. <laughs> You know, doing that, mm-hmm. like, come on. Or even out there talking shit to our friends. Uh, this was, and I'll say, we talked about a lot of growth. This was day one for me. There's two things yep. that when me and Sam got together, I said, we do not do. We do not talk poorly about each other to anyone else. Mm-hmm. I am not going to be the relationship when we go to the restaurant and it's my friends. I'm like, oh, guys, Sam did this. Sam did that. Uh these are your friends. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to see your wife. They're yes. going to have to be around your wife. They don't have negative thoughts of her. Why put those in their head? Mm-hmm. Why paint that picture? That's never happened and never will happen with me. I don't get the venting and talking about your spouse to people that know your spouse. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's just like if you have these issues, talk to your spouse about yeah. them. You yeah. don't need to vent to your friends. Oh, man. That one bothers me a lot. Bothers me a lot. Because then when they do it to me, I start thinking negatively about right. their spouse. And we recently had this situation happen where somebody lied to us for a very yep. long time about somebody. And then it comes to find out that whoop, whoop. the significant other was the greatest person in the world. And we were being lied to and duped. And, and they were so masterful about yep. their duping. And some of you are like... Am I? Yes. Yes. You are. Yes. Yes. yes, You are. (laughs) Who knows if we'll be able to touch on that in the future, but there were negative thoughts because of the way this person manipulated and painted it. And even if those thoughts are true, why put, put that energy into working it out, figuring it out. Don't talk shit to your friends about your spouse. Don't do that. Do it about your kids. All right. Talk shit about your kids. (laughs) I'll talk shit about our kids all damn day. That's much, much more (laughs) therapeutic. And then the last one, and this again was day one, you guys. And and there's a lot of things that I think people say and like, because it sounds good. And they, when I say we do something, you guys, we actually do it. It's not just like for show or for telling you guys. And the one is we do not joke or talk about divorce. That is not on the table. (laughs) Literally day one said we will not do this because I think when you joke about things, you actually open up the door for those things to happen. Oh, yeah. It's always in your head. Yeah. And those things happen. And this is actually uh, not with divorce, but Sam's kind of like bargaining way. She'll like (laughs) joke about something. She'll like, babe, that'd be crazy. We got like an in-ground pool. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, you're so silly. And then like a month later, it's like, man, in-ground pool would be real nice, huh? And it like progresses. I genuinely think that's the same thing with divorce. (laughs) They'll joke about something. They'll be like, hey, if you don't take care of the garage, I'm going to divorce you. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. And then over the years, I'm finding those couples end in divorce. Yeah. And so we don't do that. We don't get into any any arguments, right? I'm doing air quotes <laughs> over here. We don't get into heavy discussions and then even throw around divorce or discussion of that. It's off the table. It's not possible. As a teacher, I saw the impact of divorce on my students. Mm-hmm. As 
a human. Sam saw the impact of divorce in her family and herself. Twice. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen to our kids. That's period, end of story. We literally will joke about murder <laughs> and life insurance before we joke about divorce. And then those are way closer to happening than <laughs> divorce. Like, like yeah, it's Sam Sam knows every detail of my life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we can joke about that, right? That's yeah. funny. Divorce is not funny no. to me. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I know things happen, things change, yeah. and it, it can be a necessity. And, right, and, there's... And, and we've talked about, we're mm -hmm. like, nobody should stay in an abusive relationship. Yes. No one should stay in a mentally or physically abusive relationship. But for us, that has never happened. We've right. never raised a hand at each other. We never will. I just don't like when people joke about divorce. It's not funny to me. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just really isn't. And with this, another really important point for me, and, and this is something that I think Sam has really kind of like embraced and it's made a big difference, mm -hmm. is assume positive intentions. Why do couples, when they get into arguments, start to divide and act like they're enemies or they're rivals and they're going against each other? They're on different teams. Yep. You're on the same team. Sam and I have earned this for 12 years of communication and working together on everything from our house to our career to raising actual humans. That's so crazy to think we created <laughs> these humans and we're raising them. We have earned the idea that it is a positive intention when we are talking to each other. We're a team. And when you communicate from that lens, your relationship gets better. It exactly. Just does. And I know that if you come to me with a concern that it is super important and super meaningful to you, yes. like you're not going to bullshit me and just say something just to like piss me off or say something that's like naggy, like a backhanded mm -hmm. thing or something like that. I know that if you're coming to me with something that I'm like, okay, I need to stop and yeah. I need to listen. Yep. And with that, one thing we focused on lately in that, in that regard is if somebody does come to you, they, they mean it. They really know what they're trying to voice as their concern. So number one, don't make them feel bad for coming to you. Mm -hmm. I think that's terrible. And then number two, don't, don't counter them. And this is something that we're both working on mm -hmm. because for me, if I come to Sam, it's going to be something that's really weighing heavy on me. Like it's really, really, really weighing heavy. We don't nitpick each other mm -hmm. uh, and we, we try not to do little things. And so if I come to her, it's a series of things that have built up. It's one thing that has progressively gotten worse or whatever the case may be. The last thing in the world is if I bring that to her and then she throws like a small thing back at me, that's just so def deflating. Yeah. Or on my side, right, I wait until it's something real serious. Maybe there's something that's a little bit on my radar, but then she has something big on hers and she brings it to me. It's not the time for me to be like, oh, but what about when you did this? <laughs> you know, what about that? Yes. That doesn't make for really good communication. Address what is being brought up now. Figure that out and then move on to the other things when the time is right. Assume positive intentions. Yes. Really, really important. And with this one, we want to make sure that we don't fight, but we communicate because we communicate this way. And, and I think it's important how you paint the picture of what you're communicating and how you're communicating. So people will say, oh, you guys never get in fights. I agree. I don't yeah, think we no, get in fights. No. Like that's not... We're not trying to sit over here and say we're perfect, but we don't get in fights. We don't get in air quotes arguments. Yeah. When I think of fights, I think of like couples like screaming, yeah. like through the house and slamming doors and right. stuff like that. I literally don't think has ever once happened. No, 
No, us. we've never screamed. No. We've never hit each other. We've never ran out of the house. No. Nothing or like, like that. Go stay at your friend's house or sleep. Never right. sleep on the couch. Never, ever, Never have ever, done ever, that. Ever, ever. And, and we know <laughs> we have family members that have been attacked by their significant yeah. other. Literally yeah. and staying in a hotel uh, <laughs> away from their significant other. Like this stuff happens. We understand that. But we don't fight. We communicate, and and that's super important to me, uh, because that's just how it how it works for us. And and that's if you could choose this one side or the other, do you want fights? Do you want violence? Right. Do you want these things, or do you want to work it out? Right. It's, it's very simple. And I know that like communicating is hard to do. Right. It's hard to get into for sure if you're not used to that, but. Like you said, like, which one would you rather have? Yeah. And that's, we try to take that perspective on a lot of things, right? If Let's say there's drama or beef outside of us. And there's steps you can take to, to minimize that or end that. And people be like, why would you do that? Listen, <laughs> we got our cat chiming in over here. <laughs> Shout out to Lumen. <laughs> say, like she's going to listen yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Lumen? <laughs> this one's for you, girl. But just simply saying like, hey, if I can get rid of this situation that's negatively impacted my life, why wouldn't I do it? Right. And it's the same thing here. You can have an ego. You can be dumb and think like, well, they did this. I want to haunt them with this forever. Or you can progress and get better and happier. Yeah. It's just like, that's just, it's growing up. Yep. It's becoming mature. So true. So like true. when you say that sort of stuff, it sounds like high school relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, and we do. I mean, your brain still forms to what, 25 right. years old? Right. And so yeah. how could it be perfect back then? Yeah, yeah. I have no clue. Absolutely. Okay. Let's switch to some positives. Here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one thing that I always hear about or read about are love languages. Have you heard of love, love languages uh, before? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to list them for you. There's Kay. five of them. First one, words of affirmation. Second, acts of service. Third, receiving gifts. Fourth, quality time. And fifth, physical touch. So out of those ones, which one or ones do you think that work best for you? Yeah. So I think it's super clear here because yeah, the ones that is. aren't mine <laughs> are like, I don't care about receiving gifts. I don't care about acts of service. I don't oftentimes like to be helped in, in most situations. Yeah. So for me, easily words of affirmation, mm -hmm. quality time. I think mm -hmm. that's just a given. That should yeah. be for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're, if you don't have quality time with the people you love as a love language, eh, that's a little bit rough. Right. And then for me, definitely physical touch. Oh yeah. So words yeah. of affirmation and physical touch, those are extremely important to me. Yeah. I definitely think the first and the last one, qu yeah, quality time is just like, that's just normal. Yeah, you I feel like that shouldn't that. even be in here. Mine are acts of service. Like, obviously, when you come in superhero style mm -hmm. and save me from the kids, that's just the greatest thing in the world. Yep. Or, like, help with the dishes because, you like, when the dishwasher was broken yeah. and you know how bad I hate doing dishes, yep. like, that's just perfect. And then I, okay, I'm going to turn receiving gifts into something else because right. we don't do gifts. Correct. It's like, like for Christmas, our birthdays, we're just like, hey, what do you want to get? Mm -hmm. Go ahead and buy that for yourself. That's your gift. And quotes. I don't even like doing that right. for myself. <laughs> I don't want gifts. Yeah. But so I'm going to turn it into spending money without questioning. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of men are like, oh, how much did you spend at Target this time? But. You trust me enough to not question the amount of money that I spent. Like, you're like, okay, she's reasonable. She's not going to go in and buy $500 worth of things every yep. Target trip. Yep. And I do, 
Oh, go ahead. And I was just going to say, if I do ask, it's just for, because I handle the budgeting and the, the money side yeah, of things, yeah. just so I can kind of plan. And that is, I think that's important to have that treat yourself without looking over your shoulder yes. kind of deal and just being able to do that, even though that's not my thing. For me, that mentally hurts me. Like if I go try to buy stuff for myself, it just, <laughs> it, it hurts my brain. But oh. when it makes Sam happy, I'm cool with it. And yeah. it's, it's something that I'm fine with. And I think that all of the love languages are super important, but when you're picking the ones for yourself or your partner, that it kind of gives you this pathway of communication that helps show you what they need from you. For sure, for sure. Like yesterday was a little bit of a of a rougher day. Mm-hmm. And it may have been the day before, uh, but Sam it was, all, of was them. all. <laughs> she was all frantic, and then she had to leave to go somewhere. When she came home, I had done the dishes. I had the kitchen mm-hmm. cleaned and swept, and these things that I also really don't like doing. They're not as common to me, but I knew her coming home to a clean house yes. was going to be the best love language yes, I could give to that her. That is one of that used to be like one of my biggest anxiety triggers yeah. was and coming home to like a disastrous house with mm-hmm. the kids. And now it's just kind of ingrained in me to try to help that wherever yeah, yeah. I can. And so, yeah, I think that that is super important to, like you said, to get to a path to have a better day, understand the tools you need. Yes. For sure. And with this, I think another important aspect, this kind of goes with a love language, is you should be constantly building the other person up. Uh, we hear just on our show last night, we heard a uh, so many people reflecting on the insults that they have within their their relationships. And yeah. those were the words they used were yeah. insults. We don't do that. We are always building each other up. I'll, I'll try to always try to have a genuine comment about how good Sam looks. I'll try sending her loving messages or I'll leave little sticky notes randomly mm-hmm. by her bed or by her coffee in the morning or even sexting, right? Just having yep. a little bit of, of spice and, and, and who have doesn't, to. yeah, who doesn't like that? Who doesn't feel better after knowing you're wanted and, yeah, and, and just exactly. having those, those again, primal needs met. And also telling them how proud you are of them. Uh, for me, an example of this that we had just talked about was what uh, what acknowledging what the other person does for the family mm-hmm. that might seem like a small daily thing, that might seem like it's a task of theirs. So, for example, we were laying in bed the other day, had to go get something, and then I laid down, and I was like, man, I just want to say, like, I really notice and appreciate the organization that you've brought to this house because over the last, like, couple of years, Sam has added in little storage racks in the closets, little shelves over here, little handy thing over there, and it just has, like, made a nice difference, but it's been a slow build. She'll get Mm -hmm. a little bit here, a little bit there, and it just hit me, and and rather than just sitting on that compliment or sitting on that thought, I was like, hey, babe, I just want to say I noticed this organization. You're amazing at this. Like, thank you. Yeah, and... I'm always trying to tell you how much I appreciate all the work that you do because you work so hard. And I think that that because your love language is words of affirmation, that it really helps you and you really like that sort of thing. And saying things like this is very new to me. Uh, it's always kind of been there with you, but for me, it's it's, it's a new path, you know, because I just didn't grow up in a family like that. And I don't know if you did or not, but you're sure great at it, (laughs) but it's hard. I really try with you and with our kids to like tell you guys how proud I am of things that you do or see that you did something or like with the kids. I like, I'm like, Hey, you did that chore really well or something, just acknowledging Mm -hmm. things for them. And I think that's huge uh, to give people a glimpse into my mind. 
everything I do, I try to make it seem simple. And that, to be honest, can come back to bite. Right? <laughs> when, when you make everything seem like it's so effortless, it's so simple, everybody assumes it is. And so when you have situations that are really hard, that are really, really taxing, and nobody notices that or realizes that, it can be tough. And I mean, you shouldn't do things for that. But let's be real. There's human needs. We all have different love languages. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's content creation, I want to make my job look as simple as possible. And and that's that's okay. And most people will never understand what I do. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But when you do get acknowledgement for it, for someone that does understand the work and the skill that goes into that, it's like, wow, that feels really good. Yeah. Same at home. I take pride in being the rock. I really, really do. I'm going to handle every situation, put it on my shoulder. I got mm -hmm. this. And with that, it's natural to downplay the struggles that a rock would go through. But when it's acknowledged and it's like, wow, I understand what you're doing and I understand probably how difficult that can be. Like one of the most impactful things Sam can say to me during tough times is, I realize it's probably not easy to deal with me right now, but thank you for doing this. That means a lot because guess what? It's not easy, <laughs> but I can't say that. I can't show that. And so just having that acknowledgement while I'm doing my best, while I'm being utterly kind to say, hey, I know this isn't probably easy. It's like, okay, she realizes the yeah. situation and it just like... I just decompress times 10 and I'm like, let's do this. And it's like, now I'm on her team even more and I'm fighting even <laughs> more. And it's like, why not? You have the ability all day, every day to drop these kind lines and build each other up. Why not? Right. Exactly. What, what harm is it going to do? Yeah, no, it's, it is so true. So true. And to wrap this topic up, communication needs to be good, not just bad things. I believe everybody thinks when you start talking about couples communication, they're like, oh, you're talking about arguments yeah. and how you work through that. Like, no, this other stuff is just as important. Mm -hmm. The the sex talk, the positive talk, the affirmation, all of that's just as important, if not more important, because yeah. you cannot have those hard conversations without the good ones. Exactly. You've got to have that foundation. And if it's not communicating in a positive way, then you're just coexisting. Mm -hmm. You're just roommates. One of my, oh man, thing that kills me is when I see couples become roommates. Mm -hmm. And it's always a precursor to divorce. Yeah. You'll see it on social media. It's like, are they even together anymore? Right. And then Do it's they like, sleep in the yeah. same bed? Or people like. that we <laughs> see and talk to. And you start to see those little clues that, that come around. And there's a quote that I really like that says, success leaves clues, but also failure does too. And so when you see those relationships failing and you look back on it, there were clues. Oh, yeah. That's not coming out of nowhere. Right. There were definitely clues. So. Don't coexist. Don't be a roommate. Talk about these conversations that you would only have with the person that you love the most in the world, with your best friend in the world. These really take take a lot of skill to kind of get these communications down. And another big thing is when, when people talk about communicating, I think our first instinct is to think about talking. Mm -hmm. But equally as important is listening. Yes. Don't get in the conversation and, and just wait to get your line in to win the conversation. Because when you do that, when you're planning your next thing, when you're getting that big comeback ready, <laughs> you're not actually listening and processing yeah. and analyzing what they are telling you. So make sure you are listening first, speaking second. Yes. And if you need time to analyze what they are saying, just tell them that. Mm -hmm. That's all you simply need to do. And that, that goes a long way. Yes, it really does. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to end on this. Longest podcast ever. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> we aren't perfect, but we do get complimented on our relationship all the time. Yep. And it, it feels so weird to me because it's like, like I, it's just like you're my best friend. Like right. we're just, 
I don't know. I just love you. And like, <laughs> even from the people that see us the most, this isn't just like online stuff. Yeah. The people that are over all the time. It, we do have a fresh perspective on relationships. I really think so. Yeah, but also at the same time, we fucking work for it every damn day. Mm-hmm. For example, okay, yesterday we just weren't aligning. I'm on that PMDD week. Correct. And While recording right now, by the way. Guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> so yesterday we just like weren't aligning. It just it just didn't seem right. We weren't fighting or anything. It just it just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And we're at this place in our relationship communication where I literally I was with Maddox at soccer practice and I was just I was thinking about it. It was on my mind. So I texted Dan and I was like, "Can we just start over?" And that literally solved it. Yeah, and and. I accepted it immediately. Yeah. I didn't. When you have those situations, I think bad communicating relationships, somebody would say, no, this is what happened. And then yeah, they right. throw mud at them or they would s- throw something back like, I guess, or sure. Yeah. Like, like communicate, communicate through that text. And and one thing that, that I wanted to hit on with that topic is we understand we're very purposeful with our tone and texting. Yeah. And people will say like, oh, you can't read tone and text. I agree when it comes to strangers like strangers and acquaintances mm-hmm. we know i know the tone sam's putting based oh, yeah. on the punctuation based on the emojis <laughs> like yes. if people say like oh i can't get my tone across well you're not using all the tools at your disposal right there, <laughs> use the emojis there's people. a lot of ways to, <laughs> to communicate yourself so i immediately appreciated that message i said absolutely yeah. let's do this and then boom we were good and we we continue on from here there wasn't a big heavy issue no. to talk about right there wasn't a big problem so it wasn't like if there's not a solution, why sit there and stay in the mud? Right, you know? or, like, try to find yeah, something to right, fight about. Like, right. we both knew it was the PMDD right. and that I was being snippy, but, like, it didn't even need to be said. No, there would be no gains in right, saying exactly. that. And, and, and even, I mean, that's an, if we talk about ego, and ego keeps a lot of people in bad situations. Mm-hmm. Ego could have been a bad situation for Sam there in her mind being like, I don't know what's wrong, you know, and, like, not acknowledging, but I mean, like, okay. It's the chemicals, it's this P blah, 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 whatever it is. (laughs) And then saying, hey, let's restart. Boom, got it. Let's go. And I want to make her feel good for saying that. I'm not trying to like throw any mud. Yeah, it's it's a great situation. We're not perfect, but this is not an exaggeration. You guys, every single day we work on it. Every day. Yes. Truly. And it has taken us like 12 years to get here. Right. So it's not going to come overnight. Like if you're new to a relationship, like the good communication is not going to come overnight. You really have to work for it. Yep. No doubt. And as long as you continue working positively on your communication with your partner, then your relationship will continue to grow. Yeah. I don't see how it's not possible. And we're different individuals. We're a different couple. It's, it's, so crazy how it evolves and changes. Not that I didn't love five years ago, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. It was all amazing. We'll have a podcast in the future about seasons of life. Well, there's seasons of relationships too. Yep, and exactly. ours just keep getting better and better. So I would like to say thank you guys for listening today. I would highly encourage you to check out our Instagram, which is catching up with the commands. We have actually an after show discussion that will be live and you guys can go on and you can give your thoughts on this. You can give your tips and tricks that work for you. You can even share your struggles. I know a lot of you have been through bad relationships. Well, sometimes you learn from those bad relationships. So uh, please drop a comment. Is there something that resonated with you? You were like, oh, that line was a (laughs) banger. Drop that comment and let us know. All of those things really help us out, you guys. And to be honest, the interactions feel good. 
It's like people are listening. They're thinking about what we're saying. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but it does feel really good. So please check out Catching Up With The Commands on Instagram. And you guys, we'll see you next week. Ta-ta.